Dude, a I'm big a big belly boy fan. too, man. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck you, man. You're you're not though. Like he, like bro, like I'm. I I don't know how to put it, but it's like I, it, dude. It's so fucking depressing because like I've. This is the fattest I've been in eight years since I was 16, and I initially lost all the fucking weight. How right? big were you then? <laughs> Tell that story. Uh, I peaked at 320 pounds, so I uh, which is still 60 well, pounds, probably more like 80 pounds of fat more than you are oh, now. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, it was a lot, yeah. right? So yeah, when I was when I was um so growing up like we I don't want to fucking put my parents on blast, but like my parents were the kind of um my mom's the kind of person where, you know, you'd be eating your pierogies and you'd be like, "Oh, mom, I'm full. I don't want this or whatever." And then immediately like bam, before you can even say a goddamn word, she's letting you know about the kids in Africa that don't have food, <laughs> right? It's like like before you can get a word out, you're being lectured on that. And then not only that, but it was like a a situation where it's like you can't leave the table until your food is done, bro. There's this one time I tell the story every time this gets brought up. My parents had friends over, right? My parents had friends over, um, but the friends got there like while we were eating dinner, my brothers and I were eating dinner. Right. So we, they made some weird like stir fry or something like that. Like it wasn't, it wasn't driving with you. Like, my, I wasn't weird feeling it. Stir right? fry. Yeah. yeah, bro. Like, I don't know how to put it. I, I can't, I can hardly remember. I just remember the events afterwards, okay. right? Everything beforehand is a fucking blur. <laughs> I just remember that I was forced to sit at this table. And so then my parents are in the front room entertaining, you know, like, you know, the, the fake bullshit, like, Oh my God, how are you? I'm so interested oh. in your kid that I don't oh, care like, about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my parents are in the, the front room entertaining and the way my house works is here's the front door, right? Here's the front door and then you walk back and then there's the back of the kitchen that's terrible depth and explanation but anyway you can see the back door from the front door essentially right it's one long corridor and then there's two stairs going up stairs going down blah 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 um and then can... so i'm sitting at this sorry and what then was that? <laughs> so it's like for people listening <laughs> by the way i am a little bit high right now but for people listening okay, okay. it's like a big main hallway stairs up stairs down like living room to the left, dining room to the right, and then kitchen in the back, and then backyard. No, so it's so you walk up the, f- the front steps, and you you walk up the front steps, and then there's the living room. It's a big room, and then you walk forward like ten paces, and then there's a staircase going up, and then stair, and then right beside it to the right, there's a staircase going down, and then if you keep going forward, like past both staircases, you get into the kitchen, okay. and the kitchen's nice and big as well, and it leads to the backyard. So her my my parents' friends were in the front room just just kicking it right. They're just doing all their bullshit. And I was sitting at the table and I had told my mom like four times. I was like, mom, I'm not, I can't finish this. Like, mom, I, I feel sick. I'm not going to eat this. And she's like, no, you're sitting at the table until then. I, I was like, mom, I can't eat it. And the next thing I know, I'm in, you know, Africa <laughs> right in my face. And then, and then so my mom like, pulled okay, that well, shit on me know. too. She would say that yeah. fucking shit, man. It's brutal, man. Cause it's like, cause number one, you're like eight years old and you're like, man, I don't even know what Africa <laughs> yeah. is. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And then like the next thing you're being told is that you gotta, you know, that there's like, it's like, I'm sorry that those kids don't have food, but man, I don't want to fucking eat it's, this right it's now. It's also right? just like so horrible to, to teach your kids off the bat, you know, like, yeah. 100%. There's a lot more going on in Africa than like just like yeah, the poor right. just part starving of children. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. Imagine being like, imagine never learning about it, and you're like 45 years old businessman, and you're like, yeah, we're going on a trip to Africa. Like, whoa, like, whoa, whoa, people. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> My mom warned me about this place, bro. <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like that's so like like 20 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Because like oh, our parents man. would yeah. say stuff like that, and 
Like you yeah. would never it's say a, that anymore, shit. man. Like you would not. It's boomer shit. I would never say that to anyone, especially having now right? been to Africa. <laughs> like you know, like, you'd say you'd say like it's such hey, a man, generic you know, weird. Like just say like you know there are people that don't have this food, right? <laughs> but they wouldn't right? say that. Yeah. They would just go straight, or at least like make it interesting right and it's like you know what? there's people in the eastern block of germany after the fall of you know it's like during the cold <laughs> war lesson in there <laughs> yeah. you know as a result of communism they had to wait in line for seven hours to have a piece of bread you don't want to eat these fucking pierogies are you serious <laughs> at least make it you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah. like add like add a little spice to it change it up <laughs> but anyway um yeah, long story short, I guess I was sitting there and I had told her like seven times. I was like, Mom, I'm queasy as fuck. Like, I'm not I'm not making it through this meal. Yeah. And she's like, you're going to make it through this meal. Otherwise, you're, you're not you, whatever. You Here's the thing you want to do to spend your free time on your weekend. And this is why you're not going to do it unless you capitulate. Right. The whole parenting Wait, so trip there. And she's doing that for food. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Ouch. Hundred percent. That's bad. But um, oh, yeah. I used to she she so. I got so many different tangents to take here, but I'm going to finish this one initial yeah. one. So I was, uh, this was like the origination of how I got so goddamn fat. Um, but anyway, um, I was sitting there and I told her multiple times, like, honestly, fair warning. It's like, I, if I was firing warning shots, dude, like I emptied a whole magazine. Okay. And then she, <laughs> and then, yeah, her, they were all just sitting in the front room and they're all like, they all started laughing and it was all jubilant and oh my God. And so fun. And I just fucking threw up all over the table. <gasps> all over the table <laughs> spilling off the edges onto the floor like all over myself like there was like chunks of chicken and fucking noodles and half digested sauce like it was just a mess and like my mom came into the kitchen and i was like laying there in a pile of my own filth with this like defeated look on my face right like i look like like, like a, a kicked puppy three, or something meanwhile three pull-up pierogies left on your plate and your mom's like get up there son you're not done <laughs> so, so yeah, some CT Fletcher shit. So like, still your still motherfucking your meal. Motherfucking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And then, yeah. So there was just this just big pile of filth and then she had to come clean it up. And, you know, honestly, that was one of those days where it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, I'm a kid and I'm getting in shit for this, but it's like, motherfucker, I told you like nine <laughs> times I wasn't finishing that stir fry. Right. But yeah, just as a, a brief example to highlight the, uh, the sadism <laughs> Dude, that was thrust so upon funny, me as man. a kid. That's a great one. Yeah, I've never heard of like. Yeah. Hey, well, here's a, when I was in the army. Actually, they made us like they made one time they come in, and they were just worried the the boys were dehydrated, but you know couldn't communicate that in a polite way. So they just were like, everyone, <laughs> everyone, get out your leader canteen, bring it forward, chug your leader canteen. You have one minute. And then they and then they made us like all pour like turn our bottles upside down. But my buddy had just gone and drank a liter canteen and then <laughs> just gone and refilled it up right before they walk in and are like, everyone get by your beds. And so he finishes this second one and then he's like I don't feel so good because <laughs> he's got two liters of water in his stomach. And then, yeah, of course, just, just threw up all the water. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, man. You know, that's like, that's like, uh, like that is, that's the kind of dumb shit that would only happen in the military. You try to speak up and they'd fucking like backhand yeah. you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, for some reason, they wouldn't believe you that you just told them that I just drank a liter of water. They <laughs> 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 like, shut up. You're stupid. <laughs> You exactly. can drink another. Right? We decided this exactly. is happening. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're they're like yeah, just arbiters of your life. <laughs> but anyways, but yeah, I I I completely lost where we were. Yeah, we were talking like about. Uh, that wasn't dude. That was an eight minute tangent. It took us eight <laughs> minutes to get there. <laughs> yeah, but we were talking about how um, you you got up to three hundred sixty pounds. Um, oh, that wasn't three sixty. It was three 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 thirty. And you're you said so, you're 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 we're, you're pretty far from that now. But like, yeah, I'm like bigger bigger than you've been in a while, but, right? Oh yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm 45 pounds heavier than what I was walking around at two years yeah. ago, right? Like two years ago, like I wow. mean, you remember when, like back in uh, right before the pandemic hit, I was getting decently. Like all the pictures on my Instagram that I posted of my body are all those from that era. Mm-hmm. I haven't posted anything since because I'm just a grotesque monstrosity. <laughs> Dude, <now. it's> um, <laughs> but um, oh, and just for the record, I'm not saying all fat people are like that. I'm just talking about how I feel about myself. Yeah, yeah. So it's just an internal hatred. Um, <laughs> But no, I, uh, yeah, man, since I, like, since I was a kid, like, it's weird because, like, I didn't actually start getting real fat until I was probably 10, 11 years okay. old. So once I got into grade five, grade six, and um, coincidentally, that's also the time I started playing a lot of World of Warcraft. But, uh, you know, those things do coincide. But all throughout my childhood still, like, I was playing street hockey, going on, like, BMX trips with my brothers, going to the skate park, like, you know, we'd make shitty little ramps out of plywood in our front yard, and we'd be blasting some 41 of our garage, and we'd be fucking just hitting these ramps. They'd break. Someone would fall, fucking lose a tooth on the pavement. It was, oh, you know, <laughs> running the house. Like, that was my childhood, right? Like, lots of shit like yeah. that. Um, but then, uh, yeah, man, coinciding with, like, the my, I guess, fucked up uh, relationship that my mom had with food and finishing it. Like, it's like, I don't get it. Right. Cause it's like a scarcity mindset where it's not necessary. Right. And it's like, I understand. Cause like my mom went through hard periods in her life. Mm-hmm. Like she was a single mom by the time she was 18 uh, with my, my oldest brother. Um, and then she met my dad and then they, you know, like they, obviously had more of a stable relationship and then things occurred my parents marriage at points where my dad buggered off for Mm -hmm. a little while and then came back and so it's like there's been big ups and downs and periods of like instability and uncertainty and i suppose her you know her like like there's there's a reasonable explanation right it's like in her mind she thinks like oh i've been in situations where i couldn't afford food and i had to take you to the food bank and now that there's plenty you're going to eat plenty right it's like feast or famine yeah um i get it and i i I understand, but um, that obviously combined with lack of nutritional education and lack of enforced exercise and lack of a balanced diet as a kid, uh, access to a lot of snacks, soda pops and all that stuff, like led to me ballooning up. Like I I remember all throughout, (laughs) I remember when I was in like grade five, I went on a swimming trip with my classroom and there was this girl I had a crush on. It was like Kristen or Kirsten or something like that. And I remember after we went swimming, I wore a shirt swimming. And I, that, that that night, I was talking to her on MSN Messenger, and I was like, Kristen, I really like you, and I'd love if, to date you, but I have a secret. She's like, what's that? And I was like, I'm fat. And she was like, I know. I can see it through the shirt. <laughs> oh, dude, that's such a little kid thing to do. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wears a T-shirt swimming, so it's glued to you. Oh, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know if you could tell. <laughs> I don't actually have a six five under this shirt. Yeah, right. Hey, this is really deep for me. I'm a bit chubby. I've got an extra tire. Much how, bro, like I was sitting there, like in front of my computer, like typing. I was like, 
<laughs> it's time to come clean, you know? <laughs> I can't yeah. hide this forever. <laughs> yeah. She's going to see my, me shirtless one day. This is my darkest <laughs> secret. But, yeah, no. Um, so then, obviously, yeah, that happened. But then through junior high, it was like, see, this is probably the worst thing that could happen to me is, like, I through junior high, I met my, some of my best friends that are still my best friends today. But they were also fat boys. Mm-hmm. So then we would just be fat together and play Halo 3 and Call of Duty all the time, right? So it's like, well, it was, yeah. right? It's like, the thing is, it's like, you know how, like, I, let's put it like this. I was fat, but I wasn't like a fat loser. So, like, I had one part of the equation, but I didn't have the second mm-hmm. part that makes it, like, unbearable, right? Even into high school, I was a fat kid, but, like, I, you know, I was like the kind of guy that wore gym shorts to school every day because they're the only things that fit me. But I still had a shit ton of friends yeah. because, like, I, I somehow, right? But. So, you know, like I feel for the people out there who oftentimes by no, like that's a, that's the shitty thing about obesity, man. It's like, you don't really have a fucking choice if you're a kid. You know what I mean? Like by the time you're 16, if you're just like super fucking fat, by the time you're 15, it's like, that's really not your fault. I know. Like if your parents are buying you Doritos and, you know, Mountain Dew and all this and that, and they're never tossing a pear your way or a bowl of strawberries. We're not educating you, you snack, about healthy like, eating and why it has value. Yeah, man, like you, like you, you just, you don't really, and like, that was my situation, right? It's like, I kind of, you kind of wake up one day once you're in adolescence and you're more self-aware and you're like, oh God, like no girls want to kiss me. I can't run in gym class. And I, you know, I don't fit into any nice clothes. And you kind of realize like, it sucks. It's a heavy weight because you realize that you're separate from everybody else in a degree, right? Because like in gym class, I might have friends, right? Like I might have like, you know, a bunch of friends in gym class and a bunch of friends in my normal class, but then we go into gym class and all of a sudden I'm the butt of the joke because we're playing soccer and I have to play goal mm-hmm. because I can't fucking chase the ball. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, this isn't like a small violin story because, you know, as you get older, you need to take responsibility for the fact that you're super obese. But as a kid, it's definitely sad because you don't really have much of a choice in that matter. But yeah, I mean, um, that basically can pretty much a form of abuse, honestly. <laughs> In a way, right? Well, negligence. For sure. I wouldn't say neglect. abuse, but I'd say negligence, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah. I mean, like, through junior high, like, shit like this would occur almost every single week. Like, Friday night would come along, and I'd go to the grocery store with my dad. We'd be going to pick up groceries to make dinner, and then, um, you know, he'd let me pick out a case of pop and a bag or two of chips. And then over the course of the weekend, I'd literally just be sedentary, playing WoW in my room for 10 hours a day pounding back Dr. Pepper and eating salt vinegar chips. And then, you know, I do it again next week. And it, like, when you look at it, man, like a hundred and like, that's, that is like, you're consuming, like on top of all the other food you eat, just that alone, that's an extra like day's worth of eating every single week. Right. <laughs> or more, that's or insane. more, man. Like a yeah. pack of Lay's yeah. chips is like 2000 calories. A thousand. It's, it's like a thousand. And then a case of pops, probably 2000 plus. Right. So for sure. For sure. And what, like, but for a good question too, though, is what was your parents' diets like? Was it similar? Was this what they were eating for the most part, or at least? Let's see, it goes it goes deeper than that because, like, my parents, like, I mean, I'm not ashamed of it. I, if anybody who knows me is listening to this podcast, this is stuff I've said before. Like, my parent, like, my parents were kind of like, yeah, they're kind of absent, mm-hmm. right? Like, because like they were here but not here, mm-hmm. right? Because they had so much of their own shit to deal with. It was like they'd buy us the food we want, kept a roof over our head, but aside from that, it was like. I never really had like that structure, right? That's why like by the time I was like 13 years old, I kind of emotionally emancipated myself from my parents. That's why I, that's why I have a problem with authority, right? I have this like, fuck you. You won't do it. You do what I won't do what you tell me. And it it started with my parents realizing like I had this epiphany, man. I was like 13, 12 or 13. And I remember one day, like 
I asked my parents a question or they were fighting about something silly and neither of them had the answer. And I kind of looked at them and my little child brain, I was like, you motherfuckers have no clue what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like this like full bodied realization that they're just pretending and doing the best they can. Yeah. And that's, I, that's stuck with me. Right. Cause it, well, I guess the way you could say it is you realize that your parents aren't superheroes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, they're just flawed, flawed ass human beings like everybody else, but they're just a little bit older. Right. They've just been through a little bit more. And, um, yeah, but my parents' diet, like, I, I pretty much ate what my parents ate. And what, what my parents ate or eat, even to this day, is, like, when they cook, let's for example, when I make chicken breast, I'll put in a tablespoon of olive oil. My dad will make chicken breast, he'll coat the whole bottom of the pan in olive yeah. oil, right? Just fr- fry the shit out of it, right? If I'm making, um, if I'm making you know, a, a pasta with a white sauce, I'm going to measure out all the cream and the Parmesan and all that I use, so I, I have a general idea of the calories. My dad's just, like... You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like everything in decadence, right? Everything in abundance because it's like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like that's how you make food taste good, right? Butter, salt, fats. Like that's how you we make know, food man. taste good. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, yeah. right? But like that's that's the thing is like you don't you don't know when you're 13 years old and you're like, oh, my dad made fettuccine Alfredo, not realizing that you're eating 1,500 calories in one sitting, which is your entire day's eating essentially at that age, yeah. right? Um Especially like, if you're yeah, not moving. So I, yeah, well, exactly. That was the worst part. Because, like, you know, the frustrating thing about it, too, is, like, there was, like, there was, like, a, a convalescence of bullshit that kind of fucked me over multiple ways. Is like, I, I wanted to play hockey, mm-hmm. right? I wanted to play football. I was dedicated, man. When I played, I played soccer, and I gave that shit my all. But so the way I stopped playing soccer is I remember this vividly. We were driving past the community hall, and it was the last day like the second last day or something to sign up. And I said to my mom, I was like, Hey mom, like I really want to play soccer with my team this year. And we were on my way home from my grandma's in hindsight. She might've been liquored or not. I have no fucking clue. Cause they did that all the time. Um, and, uh, she's like, Oh, I don't have money on me. We'll come back tomorrow. We didn't go back mm. tomorrow. Right. We didn't go back ever. I never got to play. And then both of my brothers decided, Hey, I want to go play football. So they went to join a club on the North side of Edmonton. That's near us. Cost my parents eight nine hundred dollars each for the equipment rentals and fees at the beginning of the season, and then because it was too much work for my brothers in the hot August sun, doing the practices and scrimmages and all that before the season started, they both quit, and my parents didn't get their money back. And <sighs> then you know, three years later, two years later, when I'm old enough, I'm like, hey mom, I want to go play football or I want to get skating lessons and go play some hacky, right? I got basically told, hey, get fucked. We don't have the money. Your brothers fucked this over mm-hmm. for you. And it's like, okay, cool, great, right? So, I mean, that's one of the downsides of being the youngest brother of four, yeah. right? It's like you kind of get all the bullshit because it's like, well, we, we trialed this with your brothers and it didn't work out with them. So we're not even going to give you the opportunity. Hey, get fucked, yeah. right? So basically, yeah, growing up, like I didn't, I, I, I was kind of, you know, forced to finish my meals. All the meals that I was forced to finish were very heavy oftentimes, right? I'm talking like like the pierogies, for example. It wouldn't just be pierogies. It'd be pierogies with sour cream, bacon bits on top, uh, cooked or coated in butter and onion, and then having fried kubasa on the side. So delicious, right? No, it's like, it's, it's like I'm getting hungry saying it, right? But it's like, you know, like that because of how it, it, it's hyper palatable, yeah. right? Because it's salty, it's fatty, all that. When you're a kid, you just want to keep eating yeah. more and more and more. And then, you know, there's no like stopgap. There's no, and I'll do the most fucked up thing in the world is now today. My mom, she'll be like, it wasn't my fault. I didn't make you guys eat all that food. It's like, oh, <laughs> all right. Okay. You know, bite your tongue, yeah. bite your tongue. But yeah. But yeah, that led me to uh, 330 pounds by the time I was 16. And I remember 
Taryn and I, my brother, um, in 2011, we went to Mexico. Um, this was this halfway through grade 11. And I was doing modules at the time. I was like sick of all the bullshit at high school because all my friends were dramatic fucks and I was kind of just over it. And I was like, I don't want to be around you motherfuckers. You guys are annoying. So I went for a semester to go do modules, right? Distance learning. Um, and we went to Mexico and we came back. And when him and I were leaving Mexico, we said to each other, like, hey, man, like, let's lose some fucking weight. Because like we're going to the pool and stuff in Mexico, just looking like complete, like, you know, just like, like people like you got people coming to try to roll us back into the ocean because they think we're beached whales, right? <laughs> like, and you're, you're you know what, what 17, 18 here? I was 16. Okay. I was 16. Um, I just turned, no, actually, I was I was 15. Yeah, I was 15 here. Um, and this was like right before I started going to the gym. Mm-hmm. And actually what started it, believe it or not, what started it is Taryn and I, my, that's my brother. We uh, He's a year and seven months apart from me, so he's the closest to me out of my brother's. We just decided when we got back, we're like, hey, man, let's drink. Let's not let's cut out soda, mm-hmm. right? Let's not drink any pop. Let's see how long we can go without drinking pop, right? And I didn't drink pop for like a year and a half. Like I'd go to parties and stuff in high school and I'd drink like I might just drink vodka straight or fireball or I'd have beer, but no vodka, no, no pop, right? I, I stuck to my guns on that. And then I was on and off with the gym, but then I hit this stride when I was in grade 12. Um, I got into a rollover in grade 12. No, I was on Halloween of grade 12. So 2012. And I, um, when that occurred, I was kind of like, uh, actually when I went, sorry, when I went to, um, Mexico was when the second half of grade 10, not grade 11. Uh, but yeah, in grade 12, I got into a rollover and that kind of, it kind of woke me up. Right. It was like, Oh fuck. Like you're going to die one day. And I sat in my room all day. This is a, this is kind of a tangent, but I pretty much sat in my room for all of November, all of December, all of January, skipping school, smoking weed, crying myself to sleep because of the fucking, you know, the post-traumatic stress of that Mm -hmm. event. And one day I was at my, this is actually, this is crazy. This is serendipitous, dude. I was at my friend's house and, um, I smoked a ton of weed, drank a bunch of liquor. And then do, do you remember spice like K2 synthetic weed, stuff like that? No. Do you ever, do you ever fuck with that? Okay. So one of my friends bought it, brought it. It's actually really fucked up stuff. Like people have had like complete mental breakdowns and just never came back from this shit. Um, and I added a little bit of that on top when I uh, packed the bowl. I remember sitting there the entire night, like, you know, everything's going on around you. And I was just sitting on the couch in my friend's house and I just felt so out of it. And at one point I got up and I just walked outside and mind you, this was January 29th in the middle of Canada, right? In winter. The North of Canada. Yeah. Yeah. And I went, I walked outside. I sat on this hot tub outside of my friend's patio by myself. And I was there for like 10 minutes in minus 30 degree weather. Didn't feel a fucking thing. And I remember I had this moment where, oh man, it's so weird saying this. Cause it's like, it takes you back immediately. I heard a voice in my head that wasn't my mm. own. And I saw myself from above my body. And the voice was like, it was kind of like, uh, what are you doing with your fucking life? It's like, what are you doing? Like, it was kind of like clock is ticking, motherfucker, mm-hmm. right? And that after that day, that uh, literally the next morning, I quit smoking weed. I quit drinking for a year. No parties, nothing like that. No weed. Um, I started going to every single one of my classes, and I started going to the gym every single day. I remember it like I would be, I'd get off class, I'd get off school, and boom, right there, I'd have a, I, every single day. I'd bring a protein shaker with creatine pre workout and whey, disgusting concoction. Mm-hmm. But I'd fill it up with water for the water at the water fountain. I'd shake the shit out of it. I'd go and get on the bus. I'd be listening to my music, go right to the gym, lift for an hour, hour and a half, do some cardio, and I just remember this fire burning inside of me. And I was at that point probably 300 pounds and a year to the date from that uh that decision i was right before i actually started dating my ex 
I had gotten down to 188 pounds. Sheesh. Yeah. Holy yeah. fuck, man. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy it was just, I, was, I was like, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And that, I guess, brings us to today. Cause since then, it was kind of an up and down and up and down. Mm-hmm. But I never really went above 230, right? Like, if I go up to 230, it was because I was gaining. And if, and then I would float back down to 215, 220, yeah. right? But now, start of a new relationship back in March of, or April of 2019. Um, 2020, sorry, start of a fucking pandemic, right? All the gyms closed down, shit like that. And it kind of just spiraled out of control. For sure, um, man. I'm yeah. in the worst shape of my fucking life, man. That's why I keep like, like, I'm just so mad that they just like kept closing the gyms and stuff like that. But like, man, health and wellness are such a like interesting and deep topic because you know, people will say, and, and this is something that I love because I've been hearing it a lot lately, is, oh, well, the reason people are <laughs> obese is because they have poor mental health issues, they have depression, anxiety, addictions, and stuff like that, and that's their coping mechanism. But when you learn about nutrition and health, you realize um, the things that give you anxiety, depression, you know, whatever it might be, often are the food you're eating. So, like, it's this terrible mix of, you know, poor education and also, like, poor um, monitoring from our governments, specifically the Americans. Um, and, like, that is creating a vicious cycle where, you know, these mental health issues are literally being caused by the same thing they're eating, you know? Think of the imbalances your body has when you're drinking two liters of Coca-Cola a day and a pack of Lay's chips. Think of the imbalances you're having, right? Like, like it's honestly insane because, and we know now specifically like gut health is responsible, like directly response, like is responsible for your mood and, and anxiety and depression, which is crazy to think. Oh, it's, it's, but then, sorry, yeah, that's actually funny. before I forget this, yep. the last thing, while I was researching this, so this last week I was having a bunch of gut issues and I, I was just feeling super lethargic all the time. And I knew I'd be, I was being lazy about my eating. So I'm kind of the opposite of you. Like if I don't think about food, I could literally wake up, have a cup of coffee and I won't eat till 6 30 PM. Like literally that happened. So that's why I was like, okay, I got to get regimented about this because this isn't sustainable. I'm eating low quality, low quality and, and sporadically. And that's making me more tired preventing me to eat healthy right so now i'm trying to find out what works for my body trying to do a real reset starting with the bare bare minimums low fodmap vegetables and um high density meats and rice that's literally it um and as many fruits as i want which is awesome because fruits are like candy but i'm reading about pork because i was interested in pork's quality as a meat in canada pork has to be like grain fed like it, it's like literally like i looked it up quickly and it was like you feed pork grain like that's what you feed them or whatever it might be in america it's literally legal for what's called garbage feeding and they're quite literally taking waste with plastic in it and stuff like that and feeding garbage to pigs and then feeding that to people so it's like I'm sorry. Uh, the fact that you messed that up as a as a regulation in your in your country is a, is a failure. Like that is definitely something that should be addressed, right? You need to be feeding people high quality food because that's literally the future. But then you walk down like the candy aisle and shit like that. It's crazy, man. Like how are you going to beat that? How is how is a twelve year old supposed to beat that? You're setting such a terrible, terrible environment. And the more 
and, and your environment is what's going to make you be successful or not, right? If you buy crappy food and it's in your house, you know, when you're tired after a long day from work, you're going to eat the crappy food. But if it's just not in your house, it's not even there. All you have is like whole eggs and salmon, right? Like Atlantic uh, solid caught fam- uh, salmon, not like farm made, which is still not terrible, but you have that. Well, you're going to just make it because otherwise you're going to go hungry, right? And you're going to summon that energy because you have to. You've established an environment where that's the only food there is. Okay, I don't have a bag of chips. I just have 900 baby carrots. What am I going to eat, right? (laughs) You know, like honestly. And so like this last week, I just did a total reset trying to fix my gut and went. I bought just a ton of baby spinach. Like I said, a bunch of fruits, complex fruits, got my multivitamin, uh, some, some ground meats, um, pork tenderloin, Canadian pork tenderloin, <laughs> a ton of eggs, uh, you know, hundred percent juices. So like a hundred percent cranberry juice, hundred percent orange juice. Like not like I, I saw one cranberry juice where it was just the first ingredient, cold pressed can- cranberries, other cranberry juice, first ingredient, sugar water. Literally. That was literally mm-hmm. the first ingredient. So it's like, you know, I, I just did a total reset, man. I've already felt so much better. And I, I was having, I'll just be honest. I was having like crazy gas, like ridiculous gas. And now it's like completely before limited. or after what's that before or after you changed before your diet? before I changed my diet. Cause normally like oftentimes like changing your diet dramatically can cause that because your body needs to readjust. Mm-hmm. Right. No, no, but it was like, before in my man. experience. Like, and, mm. and I'm just saying like, bloating like all this stuff you really have to address the root cause of how you're feeling and it's it's not the gym it's the food and fuel you're putting in your body and if you're putting in junk you're not going to get the motivation or the the energy to take the next step and it's it is it's literally it's so so difficult to communicate to people that you know sugar is as addictive as cocaine like it's gonna it's gonna win it's gonna win you can't you can't think that you're going to be, you know, have better control over yourself than something as addictive as, as cocaine, <laughs> you know, like, so it yeah. takes like serious <laughs> steps to be able to, and I'm not saying completely cut out sugar. I'm just saying like limit or, well, I mean, you really should cut out refined sugar, but whatever, like, like if you limit these things to the best of your ability, you can make huge, huge steps forward, man. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm going to try to, I have a lot that popped in my mind because I've been thinking about this whole thing a lot, right? Um, I'm actually taking a nutrition class right now. And funny enough, I just wrote an exam yesterday that talked about some of this stuff. It's crazy how coincidence works. Yeah. Eh? Like just the other day, Emma and I were talking, yesterday we were talking about gut microbiome and then all of a sudden today we bring it up here. Um, but no, like like you were saying, like, uh, yeah, like there's, it's an evolving field, right? It's really new. Like I think probably the last four or five years that people have really be- been beginning to study the uh, gut microbiome. Mm-hmm. Like, think of it like this, right? Like to live for the listeners, like if you like, imagine you have like 10, it's obviously way more, but for simplicity's sake, imagine you have 10 different bacteria, right? And each bacteria has a job to digest a certain food or food group. And you only feed it one of the food groups, right? The proportion, uh, like, so say you only feed it uh, trans fats, uh, carbohydrates and sugar sugar is a carbohydrate, but anyway, but you don't feed it enough protein, right? You don't feed it enough vitamins, etc. The good bacteria in your gut, and this is a vast oversimplification. So don't take this as like law, but essentially what you'll get is you'll get 
the bacteria that like, you'll get a, a disproportionate amount of the bacteria that's not really supplying you with anything good uh, because you're not feeding the bacteria that, you know, digest protein and digest fiber, et cetera. You're only feeding the stuff that digests sugar, right? Um, on top of that, usually if you have a diet that is high in fat, high in carbohydrates, low in protein, that kind of spells out to have a diet that's poor in uh, macro and micro or micronutrients, mm-hmm. right? Well, two of the most important, three of the most important um, substances for your body. Number one, vitamin D, right? Vitamin D has shown to directly reduce anxiety and depression, right? And increase Which is testosterone why seasonal, by 40%. Yep. Yep. And that's why seasonal affective disorder is such a thing in Northern climates. Like I have it here in Alberta, uh, Edmonton, Alberta, we have, um, in the peak of winter, right after the right before and right after the solstice for about two weeks. So the two weeks before December twenty second and the two weeks after, we probably have like what you probably remember what like nine hours, eight hours of sunlight a Dude, day. It's a right? joke, like actual if that, sunlight. If that, like it's like yeah, it's it's like nine nine a.m. to three thirty or four p.m. Mm-hmm. and then it's dark, right? So in those instances, you're not getting enough vitamin D, and it's no surprise that people get so depressed. And then another one is. Um, EPA and DHA, which is in fish oil, right? EPA specifically has been shown to uh, reduce anxiety, right? Um, if you guys actually are interested in a podcast that covers a lot of this stuff, uh, Huberman Lab, solid podcast, solid podcast. He covers tons of this stuff in a really, really accessible way. A lot of science that's very accessible. Uh, lastly, and meatheads out there are going to pump, pump their fists, creatine. Creatine has been linked to um, better body function and better brain mm-hmm. function, right? And creatine you get from eating a lot of fish and a lot of meats or supplementation. Red so meats. it's like right off the bat there. Yeah, well, it's fish as well. Fish does have creatine No, no, fish, well. is, fi- I'm, um, fish is a big source, but I mean, a lot of people oh, barely yeah, even not consider chicken. fish yeah, like yeah, yeah. meat, really. But I meant like, yeah, like yeah. turkey and chicken are going to not have nearly as much creatine as as steak, venison, yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. yeah. So yeah, there's so right off the bat, those are three dietary changes, like three, sorry, three elements of diet that could be huge to your detriment if you're not taking care of those mm-hmm. bases. Um, and you said something that I really wanted to touch on. Um, you're talking about food, right? You're talking about obesity. Like I think it's something like two thirds, two thirds or three quarters of the Western population, specifically Canada, United States, is obese. Right now, myself, I technically, I, well, not technically, I'd be considered obese, yeah. right? Obviously, by my own doing, I'm not saying that anybody put the food in my in my, my stomach, right? But there's, oh, this is what I was going to say, on top of that obese thing, before I get to obesity, one of the reasons why sugar, because you mentioned sugar is almost as addictive as cocaine, mm-hmm. right? So sugar kind of gives you that like that feel good rush, right? Like there's there's people who an example of this is people who are uh, more depressed or people who have ADHD. ADHD is like an imbalance in, in dopamine in your brain, mm-hmm. right? You don't have uh, proper ba- uh, proper levels of dopamine, which causes which causes your brain to jump and skip. It's almost like a, a, a record, right? And people who have ADHD, like my girlfriend, end up consuming much more sugar than the average person because they're looking to have that uh, like that neurochemical rebalancing through their diet, mm-hmm. right? It's that craving. It's a similar thing that occurs with um, you know people who quit alcohol, right? Like uh, if, if you used to be an alcoholic and you quit alcohol, like you'll eat tons and tons of chocolate and sugar and candy because you want that. It's like that way for your brain to kind of stay mm-hmm. balanced, right? Same with depressed people. All of that is true, but I think something that also occurs in our society that contributes to that in a way that might not be uh, intuitive is the hyper accessibility we have to content, right? You can pull up your phone and you scroll through TikTok, right? 15 second clips. Scroll through Instagram, it's a never-ending scroll. That's by design, right? You go on Reddit, never-ending scroll. That's by design. All of these things are implemented, and they like all these things are implemented to keep your attention, right? And the way they keep your attention is they keep giving you novelty, right? And novelty causes the release of dopamine. So you'd think 
if you if you're cycling through Instagram for an hour, right, or Reels or TikTok for an hour, hour and a half, and then in that time you get hungry, and during that time your body has just been squirting out squirting out dopamine into your brain, right, causing this reaction of dopamine. Um, well, what's going to happen when you go to look for food, right? You're going to get that anticipatory uh, re- anticipatory response that dopamine provides, and you're going to look for that hyperpalatable food, right? So, like you see those, like like the, the guy who gets up to go for a jog at 5 a.m. and then meditates for a half hour and then gets to work and doesn't pick up his phone or look at Instagram until you know his lunch break at 1 p.m. That dude's probably not springing for a uh, McGriddle in the morning. You know what I mean? Because he like that dude's probably he would some, probably hate it at that point. Once you yeah, get well, there, that's, that's you it, literally. Right? <laughs> Like, I remember when I was 20, before my surgery and everything and, and my injuries, I was eating super, super, super clean. I remember having no, nothing when the cake would come out. Just nothing. I'd be like, and I'd be like, I'm good. I don't, I don't really want it. And people would be like, oh my God, just eat the cake. And I would go, I, I literally yeah. don't want it. Like, it, it, it's not going to taste good to yeah. me. It's going to taste bad. Yeah. And this last week that I've been doing a reset, and I intend to continue to eat like this. I've been having crazy cravings, bro. Like so bad. And never before in my life have I had cravings. Like I can feel it right now. Like my tongue is like thinking about sugar right now. Or I don't even know if it's sugar. Like I don't even know what it, what it is. But like there's that that intense taste. <clears throat> but I also know that all that's in my fridge right now is, is, is ground meat and rice and avocado and spinach and carrots. I'm going to go eat carrots and hummus right now. After this is done, <laughs> like, well, that's, you know, hummus is God tier. Hummus is God chickpeas. Like, like literally stuff like yeah. this is, is so, so simple to implement, so difficult to execute, but has insane rewards. Oh, yeah. Like, so for yeah. the product I'm developing, first off, it's, it's like a big proponent of it is going to be for me, at least is the fact that so many gym bros and people are supplementing in ways that you just talked about whey protein creatine, um, other stuff. Whey is great. Whey is great. But I can't, I can't drink whey. This makes me super, super um, uh, bloated, really negative reaction for my body. And a lot of people have the same issues. But what people don't realize is if you try lactase, yeah, that's that's because you don't you don't have the enzyme, right? But you could get lactase, but that's what I do. Yeah. Anyway, but sorry, what I'm saying is like, what people don't realize is if they're not reinforcing their gut with the proper microbiome and the proper, you know, um, vitamins and nutrients, it's not going to be there and ready to receive the rest of the nutrients you're trying to feed it. So you're literally not optimizing the way your body's working if you're not providing it the proper things. And then what we were talking about a second ago, this is, dude, it's so funny that we're talking about this shit because this is literally like what I've been designing out. So I made a, a thirty a thirty minute for thirty day challenge in the morning for people's mornings, and what you just said about like meditating and not using your phone is all in there. So for thirty minutes, mm-hmm. you know, you don't use your phone. You have no you remove processed sweets from your from your breakfast. So only whole foods in the morning. Ten minutes of movement, five to ten minutes of uh, meditation, journaling. You know, um, gratitude goals, cold showers, and affirmations, and then delay caffeine until. After the first 30 minutes, no phone, like waking up at the same time every day, stuff like this. It's all <laughs> here. And what's great about – and the reason I thought about this was because I know for me, man, if you if you do something for 30 days, that's past the 21-day threshold of habit creating, right? If you do something for 30 days and you feel better, 
you're most likely going to continue doing that thing because now that that discipline is creating that positive feedback loop that the you know candy was giving you a second ago right so you can actually like break out of the mold and break into the next level simply by just doing the same thing over and over again even if you don't enjoy doing it like the other like I don't like eating like this. Obviously, I would much prefer to eat the other way, but I've already had way more energy throughout the days and I have way less gas. You know, I'm, I'm more comfortable. That's another big thing. And it's making me more productive and increasing my confidence. So it's like you can do all these things where before, if you're dealing with unhealthy food habits, you're not going to be able to, to go and do these other things. And I feel like that's, you know, we're talking about the the body positivity movement specifically around obesity i feel like the big thing that they're missing is people will say oh like well maybe they're unhealthy mentally or maybe they're in bad environments or whatever it is so you can't blame them for eating poorly and it's like but actually maybe they're in bad environments maybe they're having depression all because they're eating poorly so they're you're kind of forgetting the root cause that's happening here and one of the number one things and i think a lot of people are just not happy to take responsibility for the fact that they've allowed everyone around them to become obese too by funneling, mm -hmm. channeling, and intentionally providing these things to these people, to people that are potentially vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's like I agree one hundred percent. Like I think it's it's multivariate, mm -hmm. right? Because it's like, are you like maybe you you eat like shit, and so because you eat like shit, you don't have energy to exercise, and because you don't have energy to exercise, you sleep like shit, and because you sleep like shit, you have higher levels of cortisol, which then causes you to eat like shit, yeah. right? And then it just continues on, right? And then you don't have the energy or the willpower to do things like meditation, right? Like and meditation and cold showers, things like that, they're not like like super fixes. What they are is they're, they're like an impulsivity check, right? Because here's stimulus, mm. and then here's response, and what those things do is they widen that gap right so that's when like you having that seeing that cake right that's a stimulus you might have had a thought or you know right now you're having a thought of like i really want to go you know slam some cheeseburgers right but then that's stimulus but then you're widening that gap through mental effort right you're essentially developing willpower mm -hmm. and it's getting easier to develop that willpower which then gives you all of this birth before that response so then in this time right like from here to here it's like reach for the chocolate eat the chocolate right but then it's like reach for the chocolate remember you're on a diet reach for the chocolate and then, you know, like reach for the chocolate. And it's like, I don't need it. Right. But eventually where, where you want to be when it comes to, you know, starting to develop those healthy habits to lose weight, where you want to be realistically, in my opinion, is reach for the chocolate or look at how many calories you've had today. Right. Can you fit it into your macros? When was the last time you had chocolate or have you hit your protein goal? Have a piece of chocolate. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I think that's where you should end up. Right. It's like you should like it's 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 easy initially. Right. It's easy sure. initially to just be like no McDonald's, no to this. I'm doing, like, I'm not mocking you, right? No, no, just but because like, I've been there a hundred times, right? Like it's, it's easy there's, to, there's, there's ways to break a bad cycle that often oh, require I agree. that first hard I, week. I agree. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I agree with you, right? Like I do the same thing. Like if I'm going to, like, if I'm going to start a cut tomorrow, mm -hmm. what I'm probably going to do is I'm going to slash my calories for the first two weeks, because what that does for me is that gives me that initial boost. It's like, oh damn, I just burned six pounds yeah. and two, not burned, but I lost six pounds in two weeks due to my caloric balance. And I feel good right now. Let's carry this momentum forward. And then I adjust, yeah. right? Not everybody can do that because, and this is what I was getting to is some people lack the nuance to, to, to realize that that's a strategy, right? That's a tactic. Mm -hmm. That's not, Good sorry. Point. It's a tactic within the greater strategy. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not the strategy, right? Like you, like where you want to be is you want to get to the point where 
you know, uh, 80-20 rule, right? 85-15, where, you know, 85% of your food, whole foods, meals, etc. But, you know, if you want to have one night a week where you grab a donair and a poutine, fuck it, man. As long as during that day, you know, for breakfast, maybe you just had uh, a protein shake. And then for lunch, you just had a bowl of tuna. So you've only had 400 calories and 90 grams of protein. You can afford a 2,000 calorie meal, especially if you're active, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. But, but people don't view it like that. As people get binary and they think bad food, good food, bad food, good mm-hmm. food, bad behavior, good behavior bad behavior good behavior but it's not it's not uh it's not a binary right it's not black and white in fact it's a gradient right so you like there's what you want to do is if it's helpful for you to start everything's black and Mm -hmm. white good right but the way you're going to win the way you're going to be sustainable long term because like you're no nobody on this fucking planet and except for maybe jocko willing or other navy seal type motherfuckers can last their entire life on sheer willpower yeah like that's just like that's man i mean i hear i hear that i hear guys like Jocko talk about stuff like that and I'll be honest I'm like as much as I love him that's not going to work for 90% of the population it isn't going to work well, I mean even 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 Jocko like as a joke yeah. like I'm sure if you've listened to the podcast like he'll be like he'll like talking to Echo and he'll be like he was like yeah I was at a party last night for my kids and you know the cupcakes won so I had to go home and do 100 pull-ups right so it's like even his mind he's like he still has those lapses yeah. right but he understands like there's a balance right it's like you over consume then you compensate right and you don't always have to <laughs> he do had that one on it's a okay seven layer chocolate cake that, he, cake that he went into <laughs> crack me up yeah exactly right so it's like and but but he makes a joke mm-hmm. out of it, but what he's really talking about is balance, mm-hmm. right? Like it's okay to have cake once in a while, as long as it's once in a while. Like you don't want it to be a situation where cake is the norm and chicken breast is once in a while. You want that to be inverse, right? And you know, talking we have we, we, that was what the 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 focus of this podcast was initially was body positivity and obesity, but we kind of got sidetracked with tangents mm-hmm. and talking about you know stories. But we're here now, and like, I guess what we're getting at is. There's a and and you know in society writ large right now in the zeitgeist there seems to be this um, there seems to be this I don't want to say it's a movement because the movement is a collective but there seems to be this sentiment that if you're obese if you're fat as fuck like that number one it's not your fault it's society's fault and number two obesity isn't a health problem spoiler alert obesity is the number one comorbidity for almost every single health and deteriorating disease out there um you know number two that it's you know it's beautiful to be obese or something like that like hey man cool if you're if you're a dude that's into chubby girls or you're a girl that's into Mm -hmm. chubby guys like rock on but just be like i personally don't find somebody who weighs more than me or who doesn't fit into their clothes or i don't find that attractive right and there's a reason for that right there's there's literally a reason for that like there's a there's a degree of like you know like biologically speaking bro i'm gonna sound like those guys from that fit and fresh is i mean i I don't agree with where you're about to go but i see where Where am i going well you're gonna say that there's biological attraction based on someone's inherent health right to a degree like that's why like men who look at women yeah Yeah, I mean, I am going to disagree with you there. I think there's a lot more like social implementation into like attraction because of just like I think I think that that's definitely like I've heard that one before, and every time I'm kind of like, okay, like I f- that feels a bit bro sciencey. But regardless, regardless, like I think you touched on a couple of good points where you know you're mentioning that the beauty but i think specifically like the health one because for me man i've heard you know people just deny the health aspect of it 
And that one always that one always drives me up the wall because it's like, well, now you're lying and now you're misinforming people with very, very basic information just to protect people's feelings. So you're really not protecting people's feelings. What you're doing is you're allowing the death, literally, of thousands and thousands of people to quote unquote protect protect their feelings or, you know, encourage their uh, bad habits or what you, whatever you may call it, instead of trying to actively find a solution for the issue. And the solution isn't like be mean to people, but the solution certainly isn't um, reinforce lies instead of make an active pursuit to, you know, create healthy programs and make sure that people can get healthy and then not die because there's no empathy in letting people die through misinformation or like you can't, you can literally be too empathetic to the point where you're an enabler, which yeah. is if you watch any of these obesity shows and stuff like that, where it's like my 600 pound life, they'll literally have someone force essentially force feeding them, like bringing them these meals. And it's like, it, it should be impossible for you to be immobile, but you've been, you, you're someone like, are you going to tell me that that person's being empathetic to them? Like, is that, is that the case? Because when they say they're sad, the person brings them the food. I guarantee that they think they're being empathetic. They're really literally poisoning someone to death. So like, there's no empathy in that. So it's definitely like, it's definitely a difficult, a difficult quote unquote issue to tackle because, you know, that's like, I think what I'm trying to say is you have to accept that it's an issue first before you can even try to diagnose anything else. Like that's literally the first step is acceptance. And that's, that's like the fucky thing with our culture, right? Is that every single thing that is like, like, again, man, like somebody shooting up heroin, they deserve empathy for the, what got them there, but Mm -hmm. them shooting up heroin, there's obviously also some pathologies there, right? It's okay to admit that, right? You know, you could be empathetic towards somebody who had a rough childhood and didn't have any nutritional information and they got super big and blah, blah, blah. But like, it's still a pathology, a physical pathology that they're morbidly obese, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's, there's this obsession within our culture to essentially validate everybody. That's that word, right? Validate everybody. It's keep everybody in there, you know, make sure everybody feels safe, make sure everybody feels comfortable, things like that. You don't ever want to feel uncomfortable and how uncomfortable Mm -hmm. would it be to be told that you're obese and you're unhealthy and you're going to die early and this and that. No, nobody wants to acknowledge that that's a real thing, but it's like, you're not like, you're not being an asshole to tell somebody that you expect. I mean, it's, it's different. If you go up to a person on the street and you're like, what's up fat? So yeah, you're an asshole, right? It's like, they like, but like, if like, you know, if my girlfriend comes to me and I gain another 40 pounds and she's like, babe, I'm really concerned about your health. You've let yourself go. You're not eating well. You're, you're I'm not going to be like, all bodies are beautiful. Fuck off. Right. I know. Like that's, I'm going to say, Hey, you know what? Maybe you're right here. Cause I, I don't fit into any of my old clothes. I don't fit into any clothes. Uh, you know, I, I can barely breathe walking up the stairs. Like there's, there's a, there needs to be a line drawn somewhere between, mm. you know, full blown out acceptance. And I guess, what it is, is this disconnect from reality, right? It's like, we want to pretend that this is how reality is versus what society tells us reality is. And it's like, you're you're, you're just playing a game of words, right? You're not actually acknowledging things for what they appear to be in front of you. You're trying to put a spin on it. So they appear the way you want it to appear. And like, how dangerous is that, man? Like, imagine like you, like I hit somebody with my fucking car because I'm drunk driving and I'm like, well, they just jumped out into the middle of the street. Same kind of shit, right? It's like you're trying to lie and manipulate reality to fit your agenda, ignoring the truth of the matter, and you're harming yourself and you're harming other people in those circumstances, right? Exactly. Where, you know, that's that is literally where I draw the line of 
I'll allow someone to say like, oh, well, I'm not trying to be mean, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you have no business going up to an overweight person that you don't know or barely know and giving them any sort of medical advice or anything like that. That's none of your business, you know? You 100% have a responsibility to go up to people you care about and be honest with them and try to help them. Like, that's that's a positive thing. Because otherwise, yeah. you're just going to just lie, you know? Yeah. And as long as you're not an asshole and you're coming from it from a positive place and you, you actually apply very simple, implementable things into their life instead of, you know, like we were saying earlier about like, hey, it would just completely change your entire life. Like, I can do that because when I say, oh, man, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of out there right now. I mean, like, I mean, like I'm eating um, organic vegetable chips too much, you know, like, yeah. you know, it, like it, it's, it's different. Because, so for me, I, that's a that's a small step back. If someone is deep into food addiction, like you really have to deal with this. And then food addiction is a completely different one. That's a totally different topic. But I'm just talking about people that are generally unhealthy. Like, so imagine, imagine, like, imagine convincing people who are suicidal that it's okay to be suicidal and you're validated yeah. to be suicidal. Hey, hey, man, life's hard. It's okay to want to kill yourself. If you want to kill yourself, go right there, kill yourself. I'll defend yeah. you, right? It's like, yep. no, that person is fucking damaged from something. It doesn't matter how they got damaged. We're not judging them. We're not saying that, well, Absolute you're fucked because you're damaged, bars. but it's acknowledging it's acknowledging that you're damaged, right? Mm -hmm. And like you can't – and this is the thing. This is the fucked up thing, right? It's like somewhere deep within that acknowledgement, and not for everybody, but I know speaking for you and I, Somewhere mm -hmm. deep within that acknowledgement to somebody being completely so unhealthy or obese or out of shape is the desire to want to help them, right? It's the mm -hmm. desire to want to see them get better because yeah. why else would you give a fuck, right? Again, that's the thing. Is like, That's you, what you, I mean. If you care about your friends, you're willing to have hard conversations <laughs> with them about anything. Yeah. And this is just one of those things. That's empathy. Yeah. Like telling your friend what they need to hear is empathy. Telling them yeah. what they want to hear is not because who, yeah. who else is going to tell them? If, they're, yeah, also, if you, their close friend, is not going to tell them, who's going to tell them? No one. Well, straight up, right? No and like, that's kind of like the situation, too, where it's like uh, it's a phrase of uh, – I mean, you, you see this all this shit with Joe Rogan going down in the media and all this, and it kind of reminded me of this. It's like check your friends in private and defend mm -hmm. them in public, right? Like Bars. if somebody came up to me on the street and they said to me, like, Ashton, you're fat as fuck, bro, and you were there with me, you'd be like, hey, man, none of your fucking business that my boy's got some movies going on, all right? Like, piss off. But then mm -hmm. if we were in private, you'd be like, hey, bro, I, you know, I noticed, like, you haven't been going to the gym. Like, is everything okay? I noticed you haven't been eating too well, right? Like, you'd have my back and you'd say, like, yeah, fuck you, man. That's not your place to say but you'd come to me afterwards and you'd be like, hey, man, like, this is actually a real issue, right? So maybe, mm -hmm. you know, can we talk about this? I'm concerned about you. That's not, it's not you being an asshole, right? It's, it's, it's love, right? That's straight mm -hmm. up. It's love, but it's like people, you know, like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's like, see how, see how, uh, how far that friendship's going to go with the people who try to console you and tell you all the things wrong with you are actually right when you disagree with them, right? Mm -hmm. See how far that goes when you say, Hey man, I actually, I think that, you know, uh, you know, being this aggressive towards people who have a different opinion than you are, uh, it might be a little unhealthy. And all of a sudden, you're the public enemy number one because dissent is not allowed, right? That's mm -hmm. just the way that shit goes. Yeah, 100%. I think we have more of this to cover, but I think we uh, might want to, we'll definitely touch on this topic again. I don't know if it'll be next episode or sometime <laughs> soon, but I mean, yeah. we got lots to talk about because I mean, I'm going well, to once... dietetics and you're getting after yeah, it with your nutrition. So, yeah, with that, when, well, when, when the Power Greens podcast comes, when the Power Greens product comes out, I'm sure we can make a whole podcast around it. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll do, so, do, do a little bit of research, get some papers, get some citations, talk exactly. about it. Fuck yeah. Got to build down. that product out too. So, all right. All right. Well, thanks so much thanks for, listening, for listening, everybody. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely be talking a lot about 
you know, I need to say it. I need to say, I need to close us. You motherfucker. I'm like, all right, have a nice night. And you're like, thanks for listening, everybody. Whatever, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks thanks for checking in, everybody. Riley, take it away. Close us out. Man, you know what's funny? Uh, I didn't even hear you say it. Because yeah. I, I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> oh, man. All right, everybody. Sorry. Uh, as I was saying before Ashton interrupted me, uh, interrupting him, we'll be covering a lot of like dietetics, nutrition, how to improve yourself, and then also just randomly, not advice, not official of course, advice. <laughs> but, but also like what we're doing what our failures are right now, currently, and in the future, things we're trying to implement to make them better and see if that can help you out because that's always super fun, right? And that's kind of what podcasts are for. And we're also just going to cover some fun topics, like some fun Reddit stuff and everything in between. Thanks so much, guys. Take it easy. Make sure to hit subscribe if you're new and hit that like button if you enjoyed the show. Take it easy, guys. Bye.